Welcome, freaks, to a special edition of Radical Research. Episode 5.5 is the first in an occasional line of short episodes covering ultra-trivial weirdness that neither deserves a longer episode nor can go without mentioning. This one goes back to 2001, the day Hunter and I met in person. We mentioned this in episode two and how we met Dan Swano that day and saw Spiral Architect that day. What we didn't tell you is how I crashed in a hotel room with Hunter and his pal and Canvas Solaris guitarist, Nathan Sapp. I almost rear-ended a car in front of me with Nathan. <laughs> Nathan was a very freaked out passenger because I was evangelizing and enjoying the hell out of Enslaves Monumentum at the time, uh, which was playing in the car. Uh, we later attempted to open beer bottles without any kind of opener, and Nathan let his teeth uh, do the walking that evening. So Nathan's teeth were the evening's hero. What, wasn't the last time that happened. <laughs> and our only access to music playback was the car, which we'd occasionally retire to to listen to some music. I remember we listened to the first Lost Horizon album and uh, also Paradise Lost Host, which Nathan completely hated. I think Nathan took a nap during that. At some point in the revelry, Hunter revealed something to me that made me alternately love and fear him. I'll let him pick up the story. <laughs> so um, actually earlier that year, a few buddies of mine and I went to see Opeth on their first full U.S. tour um, for the Blackwater Park album in Atlanta. And the guys who own Deathgasm Records um, were actually selling CDs out of the back of a pickup truck. Um, so after the show let out, uh, we went to the parking lot and we found these guys and we were rifling through uh, their wares. And I found a copy of uh, Nuclear Death's Carrion for Worm and Bride of Insect on one CD. And uh, I'd, I'd heard about this band. Um, they were sort of shrouded in mystery. Like no one really talked about them a lot. Um, they didn't get a lot of uh, coverage. And I was going to say in mainstream metal magazines, but even probably in fanzines, really. Even back um, in the day, I remember them being kind of the odd band out. Yeah, no, they time. were like, they were textbook cult. I always loved them, but that's yeah. another story. But they play this amorphous, smeary kind of death metal that is really almost without peer. So anyway, I was, I was quite excited to find this and I got it. Um, we put it on and the guys in the car and we had like a four hour drive back to Southeast Georgia. And um, <laughs> they were none too amused at this record. It offended them on multiple levels. Um, and these were guys who were pretty comfortable with death metal, but uh, nuclear death defied all of their expectations. So, at some point, um, one of the guys in the car said, every one of these songs starts the same. And <laughs> so I just started, I decided that I would just fast forward through every intro. And when we got to um, a certain point on the record, <laughs> started fast forwarding um, and we let each song play like two seconds. And the, um, there were three songs in a row that mirrored the first three chords of Kiss's Calling Dr. Love. <laughs> <laughs> of course. And I know how absurd this may sound, but we're, we're going to provide some, some evidence to substantiate this claim. Well, here's what you were probably hearing in the car, okay? <laughs> Let's take a listen to the intros to, and this is on the Carry On For Worm album. These are the intros to A Dark Country, Lurker in the Closet, Cathedral of Sleep, and Homage to Morpheus. So there you have it. Four chords, right? 
four chords of a completely maniacal, chaotic death metal album. So Jeff, if you would, please play the first four chords of Kisses Calling Dr. Love, if you're not familiar. With pleasure. And you immediately heard this. This Yes. It didn't strike you later on. In, in no, I mean, because I, I love Calling Daughter Love. Um, it's a song right. I've heard, you know, a million times. It's kind of internalized. And so when I heard these, especially those first three chords, I was struck by that, by the parallel. So no, like when I heard the chord progression, it, it, it stuck with me. No cowbell, unfortunately. Right. But uh, I, it's hard to ignore it, right? It's, it is hard to ignore it. And you'd, you'd always told me about this. And then we just kind of, when we kind of had this funny idea for a, for a side episode, it was the first time I actually did listen to them consecutively. I'd always known about it, but just for whatever reason, didn't, you know, it didn't, <laughs> didn't test the theory. Uh, it, it totally tests. And it, I think the only thing that I wish was that it was in the same key. It's obviously like, it's, a, yeah, it's in a different key. Uh, but but you can imagine this um, hitting you. I I, I mean I, I hear it. I completely hear it. The first three chords for sure. The fourth one is this weird. Yeah, it's weird chord. diminished. But yeah, it, it's it's, it's the nuclear death spin on calling Doctor Love. I think it was completely completely planned. What about you? Absolutely, <laughs> in the architecture. Uh, I I love nuclear death and and I love Phil Hampson and what he brought to that band in terms of his artistry. But um, he's tone deaf and yes, I think that says it all. When I learned that he was tone deaf, it it sort of cleared the veil away of the mystery of nuclear death for me just a little bit. I still enjoy them the way I always have, but Oh, sure. I kind of love that because when you hear them, uh, I could see Lori Bravo like auditioning guitarists and asking if they were tone deaf. Right. We, we need the noise. You're, you're yeah. our guy. Pure, pure fucking noise. Yeah. So here's the Dr. Love riff followed by the nuclear death riff. And there you have it. Thanks for listening to Radical Research 5.5. Hunter, now that you've dug yourself this ridiculous hole and outed yourself as the world's foremost expert on nuclear death song intro, <laughs> I want you to find another consecutive string. This is my challenge to you. I want you to find another consecutive string of nuclear death and then try to find the correlation with a Kansas riff so that we can call that episode Carrion, My Wayward Son. <laughs> Happily. <laughs>